0: Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And Andrew. And this is episode number 202 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of February 20th, 2024. Happy National Love Your Pet Day.
1: You don't even have a pet.
0: But Mickey does. It's Pluto.
1: Sure. We'll go with that. I love you, Pluto.
0: Coming up on today's show, Hey Disney has made its way throughout Walt Disney World. Tiana's Bayou Adventure gets an opening season. Menus have finally been released for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, and in our main segment, we finish our top five in five series. This is the Circus 71 podcast. All right, foolish mortals, we have Andrew here to do kick off housekeeping with us. Thanks for joining, Andrew.
2: No problem. Donna is a little under the weather, and so she was a trooper. And as you'll find out later in the episode, she did the main part uh, with Jamie, and now I am being uh, called in from the bullpen to do the uh, housekeeping.
0: All right, let's get into the news. Seven years. Yes, seven. Seven years after the Starring Rolls Cafe and Bakery at Disney's Hollywood Studios permanently closed, the cafe's sign has been officially removed. Um, The Starring Rolls Cafe, you may remember, may have no idea where this was, was attached to the back of the Hollywood Brown Derby. Um, This closed after the Trolley Car Cafe, the park's um, Starbucks, opened, uh, making this bakery essentially redundant and unnecessary tables and chairs have remained in the courtyard in this area even after the cafe closed but the sign was always remain had remained with a red scrim over for, for the past seven yes yeah, seven years now it is finally gone with just one metal support waiting to be removed so disney was on top of this one andrew
2: I I mean, if this doesn't scream Disney taking their time with things, (laughs) just like Tron, like Tron took five years to make. It takes them seven years to take a sign down. I mean, this is, it's Disney's MO. Like, let's, I mean, either, either that or Disney is like, you know, like the, that long term boyfriend of like that girl, you know, or whatever that just, they can't make the commitment. Hey, we're, we're closed, but like the door's still open. Maybe we'll, We'll eventually. Let's leave the tables out. Like, let's. You know, maybe she'll come back someday.
0: I mean, just thinking this, like, Aiden is younger than this restaurant or this cafe being closed.
2: Yeah, it's. That's I not. I mean, I. I truthfully, Jamie, I didn't even know there was a cafe there, and we were there maybe a month ago, and I saw those tables and chairs. I thought they were just extra seating for either the Starbucks on the other side of the street or for the Brown Derby, uh, that outdoor bar area, like, restaurant here. Like, oh, maybe they seat people over here sometimes when the bar gets a little too busy. Like, no idea there had ever been a bakery there.
0: I'll tell you, it, I think I was only in it once, to be fair, but I, I almost want to say that's – no, this, the the uh, the carrot cake cookie was at Ryder's stop, but um, I think I was in it once. It was a cute little shop, you know, little bakery. I mean, it was tiny. It wasn't the Starbucks um, that that is open now. But I yeah, gone to yesteryears.
2: Um, they made the full commitment. They're getting rid of it.
0: Yeah. So what's
2: the next thing? What do we got to wait another maybe five or six years, and they'll finally decide that they're going to permanently keep the Christmas shop closed. Over my Mama's.
0: Oh, God, I know. Uh, well, something that has fully rolled out is in our next story.
2: So, Disney has officially announced the full list of outdoor kitchens and menus that okay. have been announced. Oh, oh yeah, am I going out of order, order? order? Oh, I clicked on Donna's you first do article. I clicked on the now first the article. Producer. I clicked on the article that was open for me. I'm sorry. Anyway,
0: Donna makes a terrible executive producer.
2: She does. This is why I'm the executive producer and keep things in line. Anyway, sorry. Disney has rolled out their Hey Disney voice assistant, which are now available in all Walt Disney World uh, hotel rooms. Uh, the Hey Disney service is run by Amazon. It's now available in all rooms, as I just said, um, and it's kind of like a room assistant. First. Announced uh, back at the D23 convention in 2021, Disney began installing these Mickey-inspired devices in hotel rooms in late 2022. The complimentary service uses Amazon's Alexa technology on Echo devices. It's a voice assistant that uses more than 25 Disney characters to answer different guest questions. And it's funny, Jamie, because we actually, when we stayed a few weeks ago, um, after Don's birthday, I saw one of these in the Riviera, and I asked Donna what it was, and she's like, it's something, it's like a Hey Alexa thing. And I'm like, well, what does it do? And she's like, I don't know, I have no idea.
0: It, I, I can never get this damn thing to work. I, I mean, I try, and, and I'm trying to think of the last, they didn't have, um, I don't know if they're in any of the DVC rooms, now that I think about it. Oh, so like,
2: right. Well, Riviera, so there's oh, one. Okay. Because that's where okay. we were staying.
0: Yeah, 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 that's fair. Hey, hey's
2: behind the coffee maker.
0: Right. They, But they weren't at, Um, it was, I know it wasn't in Riviera when we were there in August. I know that for a gotcha. fact because I didn't see that thing. But, it, I mean, cool, I, I guess. It just seems weird and redundant when you have everything on the app that you're trained to know how to do. Like, look for park hours or it's on the TV I mean, I, I guess having Mickey Mouse wake you up is kind of cool, but I just don't know if it works. <laughs> I mean, I don't see myself ordering room service with this thing.
2: Yeah, I I don't either. I mean, as you were talking, I was reading some of the things that says, you know, like you said, you can have the Mickey wake up call. You can order room service, learn the weather forecast. Uh, it'll tell you stories, trivia, all that sort of like again like literally the things It sounds like most of those things are the things that they can do on the TV anyway. And they have the TV on when you go in the room. And to me, it just seems like, um, you know, it seems like it could be, if nothing else, more trouble than it's worth because you get like a six-year-old or or I can think of a certain uh, four- or five-year-old girl who has quite the appetite that can quite, you know, you sent us the video of her talking to Alexa. She can very easily, hey, Disney, order me chocolate chip cookies, and all of a sudden you get a knock at your door, Jamie, Mm -hmm. and here's, (laughs) here, sir, here are your two dozen chocolate chip cookies that you ordered.
0: I, the only thing that I, I could somewhat see this being useful, like, if you could order, like, like mouse keeping, like, bring extra towels or blankets. To yeah. The room. But, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that would be effective. But then there's no, like, confirmation that anybody actually received it on the other end. Right. I, I don't know. But I guess they didn't pay for it. So, what up?
2: I I agree. I mean, well, yeah. Like I said, and like you said, everything's on the app or it's on the TV don't really know why. And the other thing, again, Disney, this is what, we're in February of 2024, they started installing these in late 2022. So a full yeah. year to put basically like an Alexa device in hotel rooms.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, then I also heard that they've been upgrading the um, Wi-Fi and the internet, so they may have done them concurrently. I mean, that gotcha. may be the only thing, but... Yeah, taking a splash into a new technology. Speaking of a former splash, Tiana's Bayou Adventure at the site of the former Splash Mountain has been given an opening time period. (laughs) This will be the summer of 2024 at the Magic Kingdom. Um, This was just announced on this past uh, Tuesday, which was Mardi Gras, and we got a look. A first look, I should say, at the Tiana animatronic, which I must say is pretty fluid-moving.
1: Hold on. It's me. You're not going to bust his balls over that giant cough that he just did, but yet later in the episode you call me a heffalump? Yes. Yes, I did. That's really nice of you. And also, please look at how Andrew logged into your chat with him right now. (laughs)
0: Well, I think the second T, it should be like three T's, but anyways. Um, so this is interesting in that it is also, um, Tiana's dressed in a new costume, which is a sort of a walk-around character, almost looks like she's going adventuring. I, I don't know, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. The um, animatronic in and of itself is fantastic, super fluid movements. Um, you know, the uh, Tiana-metronic, if you will. Um, So, at least we get a time frame. Um, Water has been flowing in that, excuse me, the bottom trough after the splashdown um, at uh, the site of Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So, sooner rather than later, and I'm thinking Memorial Day, if I'm laying down my uh, crystal ball prediction. I think Memorial Day weekend, we see this open.
2: That's what I'm hoping too. I mean, truthfully, Anthony was asking about this tonight, and Donna and I were trying to give her give him um some guesses about when she when her ride will open, because he was asking about like, oh, when's Tiana? When's Tiana? And I know it says summer, and Donna was she was saying, you know, she thinks maybe, what did you guess by she might have said like the end of April. She thought maybe the AP. Previews would start, so that might be in line with what you're thinking with Memorial Day. You know, if they start the the cast member previews and the AP previews, uh, to me, I don't understand why it's even taking that long. Because as you guys, you know, spoiler alert, guys, they'll talk about overlays during the during the main part, the main segment. It's an overlay, and I know you're putting in new animatronics, and I know I've seen this new Tiana. Uh, you know, the new animatronic, it just, to me, it doesn't make sense why it is taking so long when you're doing an overlay, you're not making any structural changes, anything like that. You're not rerouting anything. I don't understand. Um, and you know, to play a a Jamie card here, of course, she's in a new outfit, Jamie, they have to sell a new outfit. They already sell the green dress. They've got to give her a different outfit that they can sell in the gift shop.
0: I mean, they've tried to push this story so hard that it's it's after and and I'm not even going to argue about the incongruency of the timeline of of fantasy Frontierland or anything like that. But they they pigeonhole this story to happen after the movie. And you have one of the best villains in all of your catalog, not going to be in the attraction. Like how do he's not No. He's not. Oh, he's
2: already dead.
0: Oh man! Oh yeah, he's dead.
2: I spoiler. I, I didn't never pay. Saw t- the movie. I didn't pay attention the one time we watched it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's not. Like, I mean, he should. You be, bring him back. He should be in the um, where they're putting Mama Odie up at the top, right before the hill. Like, you got friends on the other side, and you fall down the yep cliff, but. Uh. Oh, anyways it makes me so sad but let's go to I, something that makes me happy oh did you <laughs> have something else andrew sorry
2: i just said i was gonna say it was kind of a a tangent i mean it's another example of disney changing a story just to have a story when we were on the cruise last week they had a, a this new show believe and in it right from the very beginning genie is in it and after having seen aladdin five days earlier now all of a sudden genie is back to now he's a genie and he was stuck inside of a watering can right he's inside a watering can and he's got to grant three wishes again don and i immediately said like you can absolutely like a one-liner you get in there of like when he pops up on the stage in the show he says something along the lines of like can a guy get some privacy or like can a guy get like literally you could have changed it no he's back to now he's being, yeah. uh, you know, back to being the genie again. Just like you said, he I know he's dead, but he dealt with all the evil spirits and everything on the other side. You bring him back somehow. I love again, throw show, it,
0: though. Disney believe
2: me. We thought it was all right. Uh, no, Not the I best. Anyway, back to things that make all of us happy and probably will lead to our untimely deaths. <laughs> Full list of outdoor kitchens. <laughs> And menus have been announced for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Um, as always, Disney has announced um, all their full menus to be 60 new menu items, which is always good when they include new items. There's going to be 20 outdoor kitchens, including uh, Comanito at the Florida Fresh, at Florida Fresh and Peach Gallet at Epcot's Farmers' Feast. That's a long name for something.
0: <laughs> I love um, how in this entire list you picked the hardest one to pronounce.
2: Yeah, uh, returning favorites like the frozen dessert, violet lemonade, at pineapple promenade, chicken and waffles at the honey bistro, hosted by National Honey Board. Um, so again, I mean, I know you and Donna talked about it kind of off air, and Don <laughs> and I talked about it. you and Val talked for about thirty minutes going through the menu. You mm-hmm. said the other day, Don and I did that. Thursday or Friday this week, whenever it was announced, we did the same thing. Anthony was in the tub, and we literally sat there drooling. And Donna was, like, texting us a list of – she's like, well, we need to save this. We need to do this. We need to try this. We need to try this. Um, you know, I'm – Lobster tail with key lime butter. Yeah, lobster tail with key lime butter is one that definitely popped out to us. Um, I mean, we literally – we've we've built this – well, you two have built this podcast and being social fatties. I mean, Don Don and I are at the point that we're even talking about buying one of those um, festival gift cards like to use to like force ourselves, as funny as that sounds, force ourselves to get some of these food items because there was just so much that we're like, oh, this looks delicious. This looks great. This sounds awesome. Um, So we're really excited for some of these things.
0: Yeah, those gift cards are cute, too. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, some of the the uh, items that we were looking at, as as Donna shouted from the other room, um, the grilled warm lo- water lobster tail with key lime butter sounds fantastic. And one of, excuse me, my favorites that I always get in the Japan pavilion is the frushi, the uh, like fruit sushi without any actual sushi. I love that for. I don't know why um, for, <laughs> for any sort of reason, but it is fantastic. Um, and a lot of the other like drinks and stuff look really good. I, I got to say, um, Aiden really loves the avocado toast, um, from brunch cot. and also brunch. Mm-hmm. Cot, we got, um, fried cinnamon roll bites that were really, really good as well. Um, and, and I, honestly, I think some of the flower and garden, menu items are better than food
2: and wine yeah i i would agree with that and i i don't know if it's i i don't know if it's just because of the time of the year so there's different things that are available or you know because they've got to draw people in because uh you know maybe to to because the acts aren't as good for um you know the garden rocks instead of the eat right. to the beat um but yeah i mean we saw tons of things that that sounded really good um what was the one thing there was something that don and i saw that like both of us were like oh that sounds amazing oh there there's like new wontons or something like that they're going to be at the japan pavilion that sounded delicious
0: um and there was also oh uh, something that i saw oh was, um some type of dole whip um,
2: so yes, things, I just scrolled things, past it.
0: Yeah, that, um, it wasn't this fruit parfait. It was something else. Um, but did, um, obviously they have regular Dole Whip at the Pineapple Promenade. Dole, and um, they have Dole Whip at a lot of different places. Huh, how about that? Um, the, the um, what is it, the German beer that Donna gave me before? <laughs>
2: Chauvenhofer.
0: Oh, is that on the menu at all? Oh, but I don't know how to spell that.
2: No, but the flight is still on there, Donna said.
0: Okay. Yeah, we were looking at some of them as well. So, but super excited for Flower and Garden. I, I love this season, love this time of year. And we're down in uh, 33 days as of today.
2: Which apparently was news to Donna.
0: <laughs> it was. So, nevertheless. All right, Andrew, I think that wraps it up. Thank you for, whoops, I hope, can you still hear me?
2: Yes, I can. <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you for joining. Always fun and good to uh, talk to you and uh, get your perspective on things. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with Donna and I finishing up our top five in five series. Come to me, I am Alright, Donna. We are back. I am back. Who knows? The world is our oyster.
1: If you just wouldn't have said that, no one would have known it was weird.
0: Other than the sound of Donald Duck inside of your nose.
1: (laughs) You're such a dick. You know, I feel like butt and you're still making fun of me. Moo you!
0: Yeah, thanks. So, hopefully, Donna will be feeling okay and her voice holds out. Um, Obviously, we're recording our segments out of order this week. Um, But hopefully, we will um, have uh, Donna's voice hold up and all of this last 40 seconds of banter will be for naught. (laughs) Which is why I don't know why you even started it, you weirdo. I just wanted Uh, to say the world is our oyster. Clearly. So. We are rounding out this week our top five in five series with the top five Disney, and mine are specific to Walt Disney World, Donna. I'm not sure about yours. Okay. Um, mistakes. And we tried to date it around the last 10 years or so. Um, and uh, I know Don is in order and mine is in what is as well with um, what I consider to be some of the biggest uh, mistakes that they have made. And is feeling a little feisty, so I don't know how this
1: is. How <laughs> I go. literally text Jamie earlier today. And I was like, Jamie, five is not enough. This list is too long. And he writes back totally notchantly, well, I have five on mine. So I'm totally breaking the rules this time. Not only do I have my five, but I have two honorable mentions just because I, I got to say it or I'm going to not be able to, like, sleep tonight if i don't say it
0: <laughs> don it i'm just i and i we haven't done this with any of our top five and i think we should try and do this in in the future how many if you had to make a prediction okay of the i mean i have six with an honorable mention okay so and you have seven so we'll take that away of my six if you had to predict a number how many do you think we might match
1: i hope at least three
0: at least three okay It's because in fairness, we didn't really talk a lot about like the ground rules or or whatever. So there's a lot of different ways that we could take this. So I'm going to say I think we match. I'll take the under. I'll take two, even though I think it's going to be over. But we shall see.
1: All right. So my first honorable mention. And he is, this is not, he is not honorable mention because of the damage done, but because I feel like it's a no crap Sherlock Bob Chapek. Disney mm. naming Bob Chapek as the flippin' CEO was one of the biggest mistakes that any major company has made. And you can't even argue me on this because when you look at Disney stock, Disney stock tanked under his leadership. So I know you can go, oh, COVID, oh, this BS. Bob Chapek was one of the worst things that happened to the Walt Disney Company.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a super global scale, and and I mean you're right. I mean you could even make a case of of Bob Chapek coming in as um, parks experiences and products, which was at at the time what what the his um, segment of the company was under. Um, I mean, and you could even expand it to like the firing of of Jay Rizzullo and. Um, Oh, um, oh, the guy who was uh, with uh, Avatar. Oh, I can't think of his oh, name. Oh,
1: the guy with the earring.
0: No, 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 not Roddy. The 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 Disney, not the Imagineer side. The actual, he was like this CFO, or Jay Rizzullo was the CFO, and he was in charge of the creative. And I swear they just brought him back, and I can't think of his name. Um, Kevin Feige, was that it? No, I think it was, <laughs> I'll have to look that up because that's going to irritate me. Um, but, I mean, not picking one of them as, as the, the in line to secede um, Iger and, and ultimately going with Chapek was, I agree, a colossal mistake that probably led to a lot of the more specific mistakes that I'm listing. Fair enough. Go ahead with your second while I try and look up this guy's name.
1: No, no, so I need your, 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 your honor mention Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: I I, this is something specific, but I want to expand on it if I may. I think one of the worst things that Disney, specifically Walt Disney World, did to its guests was instituting um, the parking fee
1: to park Mm -hmm. the
0: resorts, and um, they've since repealed it. I get it. So that originally was why I wasn't going to put it on my list because it's gone now, but I think it was still a huge mistake. And, and I want to even expand on that into things like not including magic bands for a resort stats. Yeah. And, and like the, the crappy nickel and diming that you already have this narrative of it's, it's, it's a good time, but, and the but is always, it's so expensive yeah and, and you're doing nothing to change that narrative. and and I mean admittedly, you're feeding into it with things like genie plus and and individual lightning lanes and things like that. But the parking fees that was just gross. And, and that was a JPE initiative where you know we have to look at everything like it is a Disney store, and we're measuring square foot and how much we make per square foot and that parking lot isn't making us any money unless we're charging fees it's just gross
1: yeah i mean one of the things that that you didn't directly say there is my number five so i'm not going to go too too uh, much in depth there but a hundred percent that that the announcement of charging for parking. I mean, I know that their argument was, oh, universal charges, which is true, and actually, that price increases depending on the level of the resort you're staying at, which is, like, even more asinine. Oh, muanine. It's more
0: muanine. Um, no, no, it's right, and... a word,
1: Alright, the producer said I'm allowed to say asinine. Okay, good stuff. Keep there's coughing even, over there.
0: There's not even two S's in that word.
1: In any case... Um, oh, Tom
0: Stags. That's who I was thinking of.
1: Did you listen to anything except for the last two minutes, or have you been too focused on that?
0: I was focused on this. I'm sorry. It was Kevin Mayer. Is Hang Behind the
1: Coffee Maker?
0: Yeah. It wasn't even Jay Rizzullo, although he was formerly the CFO. But uh, who I was thinking of was Kevin Mayer and Tom Staggs. Staggs was big with um, uh, Pandora.
1: All right. Let's move on to my other honorable mention. This one, the reason it stayed on the honorable mention list to me was because the pandemic truly legitimately did impact it. So I think Disney dropped the ball on the 50th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World, especially seeing what we saw, you and me and Andrew and Val, for the, the 60th at Disneyland, which was phenomenal. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I really think they dropped the ball with no nighttime parade. I mean, yeah, we got the statues, which are kind of cool, but they had talked at one point in time about, you know, 50 new experiences for the 50th. That clearly never never happened. One of the single biggest F ups, in my opinion, with the whole 50th was with the fireworks show, not including that initial scene that they then added after so much backlash of, you know, where's the whole like celebration of Walt Disney and, you know, his creation of the parks and yada yada blah blah. But again, the reason this was the honorable mention list for me and not higher up on my actual list of five is because the pandemic truly did have a direct impact on this one.
0: Man, and you know what they could have done? They didn't have... Like, if they had done a 50th overlay, if you will, of Happily Ever After and put that Walt Disney scene in front of Happily Ever After, man, that's a home run. Because you talk about somebody's dream and wish coming true... Like it is Walt Disney, right? Or uh, well, I mean, like you know what they did, crazy.
1: Disneyland One for World of Color. That was right. phenomenal.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, I just that idea just came to me as you were talking, but I I, I think they've they've really missed a lot of the pulse of what the fans want and i think i think i'm gonna give them a little bit of credit with with ChayPek being gone i think they're starting to listen and try and correct some of those mistakes at least i'm hoping i hope so um
1: so no okay. matches so far then jamie no direct matches yeah. no none that i've said oh yeah that's mine or you've said oh i have that one too so we're we've said three total things and no matches yet <laughs>
0: um so my next one is the um, Future World redo, the overhaul.
1: That was on my initial list when I was, you know, writing down all the nonsense <laughs> for the last 10 years. And I had that under like how long it took and yada, yada blah, blah. And I that, that was one of the things that got cut just because as I'm now seeing it, I am liking it more than I thought I would. But I'm not gonna argue this at all.
0: I, I think my biggest issue with it is they they knocked down a building to put up an uglier building like i I was not a fan of the the futuristic festival center thing that they were going to put in like i didn't like that idea at all and I, i know um i'm relatively in the minority i think a lot of people liked that um but the Mo- Moana journey of water, e- even though it's getting decent enough reviews and people like it, it's out of place there. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't belong there. Oh, I'm not going to um, argue that at all. It's it's weird looking, and then you you then just put in a square building which is completely juxtaposed by the more rounded corners of the other side, which of interventions, you know, or what was interventions West was now um creation shop and connections cafe and all things like that it's just man they did some bad things and it you know you can make an argument it was um you know covid impacted i guess but it was still bad design like you got rid of fountain of nations which was Uh. and you couldn't put any other fountain back in you budget cut the thing to death and what you took away is, is, or what was replaced, what is now there, I should say, is not as good looking. Like, I, I like the trees, that aspect, but it looks like a business park. Like, it looks like Apple Park. I, I don't, it, it's, I don't know. I, I just don't like that area.
1: No, I mean, again, it was on my initial list, the whole, you know, spine, and actually, specifically for me, taking away the found of was, was a line item on the litmus list that I was, I was <laughs> writing up for this one. It did not make my final list. But my number five, Jamie, I'm going to be really surprised if it's not on your list. Okay. Cunning Magical Express.
0: It's on my list.
1: Okay, it's- I... Should I tell
0: the number or no?
1: Not yet. Hold that for for once we get there. I, I would have been shocked if that did not make your list. To me, that just... I mean, we've talked about this, so I'm not going to beat it dead. But it pops the darn Disney bubble that they say they work so hard to create. You know, this whole idea of you don't have to worry about airport transportation. We're going to grab your bags. You're going to get on the bus. We're going to whisk you into the resort. We're going to play this adorable video featuring Disney characters hyping you up for the vacation Telling you, you know, don't worry about your bags. You know, they'll, they'll appear later. Go enjoy the parks. Go shopping. Go to the pool. Donald following Daisy around with the 18 bags that she's bought from the resort. Like, it was just cute. There were times that, I don't know if we ever did this with you and Val, but we definitely did it with Kira and John. We picked them up from the, from the airport. And I had, like, a little CD. It wasn't the Magic Express video, but, um, like, a little CD of, like, a Disney sales thing. You know, or, like, a single along yeah. or something. And, like, put it on the the the... The, the tiny little DVD player that we had from when I was like in high school, um, you know, in the car on the way back to our house, like just because it's funny, it gets you excited, it gets you in the Disney mood. So the fact that, and and I'm not saying this was cheap for them to run Jamie, because I'm I'm sure that it was not cheap, all in, the the people that they had to pay, the partnership with smears, the buses, everything like that, but the experience that it gives guests. And the very small amount of the overall package price that they're paying that was then paying for Magical Express to me was totally worth it. You use the word all the time, the phrase all the time, secret sauce, you know, the the luggage, you know, being able to check it at the resort and it going, you know, to your final destination. There were so many things about Magical Express that were wonderful. Of course, there were a few frustrations, but in general, heck yeah, bring it back. That that's a disgrace that they got rid of it.
0: I'm going to agree with everything you said. I'm going to save my comments for when I get to that number.
1: That... Did you hear it or just see it?
0: <laughs> no, I heard it. And All of a sudden, I got this Huffleup's and Woozles image in my head from <laughs> Many Adventures in <of laughs> <of> the Boo.
1: <laughs> oh, you're, God. Such, you're such a jerk. I hate you so much. A full of woozles. I put the dog under a blanket. What else do you want me to do?
0: Anyways, um, number four. <laughs> this is, um, I think, like a global thing with with Walt Disney World specifically, and it, it's not adding capacity to the parks. A- and the the major thing that they've done is seemingly swap out rides instead of building things that are new, they took out capacity for things and replaced them like, like a great movie ride for, you know, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. And, and, you know, over time, they, I mean, even not a lot of people went to universe of energy, but replacing that, which did eat a lot of people, like it had a high theoretical capacity with guardians you're not adding any capacity to the parks. I mean, the most recent instance, I think that they've done that was. Remy. Yeah. Remy. Remy. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was what I was, I mean, but how many times is, is it just a swap, you know, frozen ever at Maelstrom. Yeah. For frozen ever after. Um, I mean, other than that, the last thing I think they could legitimately say is like. Pandora.
1: Yeah, that- but that that took over the old plot of the Camp Minnie Mickey, Jamie. Yeah,
0: but the, all that was, but but they didn't lose a lot because they moved Festival of the Lion King, and after that, it was just meet and greets,
1: the greeting trails. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was that. I mean, I was. I mean, you can make a case for Galaxy's Edge, but Lights Motors Action had a huge capacity
1: to- and the entire backlot. The backlot tour. Yeah,
0: the backlot tour. Right. Well, that was, I mean, that was also part um, Toy Story Land as well. Fair. I guess probably, well, it was probably half and half, I guess. But yeah, so I, I think not adding capacity to the parks is, is really biting them because now the narrative even more so is, yeah, it was fun, but it was expensive, and it's super crowded. Like, you know, and I, I think you can... I know a lot of people make the case of there should be a fifth gate and things like that, and I could I could go both ways with the argument, but I think the biggest thing is they're not adding any capacity to the current parks, uh, Splash Mountain and Tiana's. It, it's just a thematic, and I'm using that term loosely, overlay <laughs> where you're not really adding overall capacity to the footprint of all of your parks.
1: Oh, that's a really fair point. I did not have that. Um, my number four would be, let's see if I can read my chicken scratch. Oh, this one's a good one. The Nighttime Entertainment Flops. Now, that's tempered a little bit by the fact that, and we talked about this just last week, that we really feel like Fantasmic is much better now in the current version than it was. Um, but the, the back-to-back flops the Magic Kingdom show, which, Jamie, I don't even remember the name. How freaking terrible is that?
0: Enchantment.
1: Thank you. And Harmonious mm-hmm. at, at Epcot, back-to-back yeah. flops with night Entertainment. If that's not, you know, a major issue and a major, like, holy crap, what is going on on so many different levels? I don't know what is.
0: Yeah, the, the one little because i know people may may think about this that are listening the one exception to that that i i do want to toss out there is rivers of light because even though that didn't necessarily work like they thought there was an effort there like there was care that went into that show and they just couldn't pull it together to make it work technologically so that i don't even consider like the flop if you no, know i agree because that they went for a home run and had they pulled it off we'd still be watching that show and it, it genuinely makes me sad that they they couldn't get that to work like they had envisioned
1: And honestly, Jamie, I might be in the minority to say this, but I thought what they were able to produce was still really nice. I still think they should be offering it. But here's the problem. It goes with so many other things and another item. I'm going to get them all in. I'm going to save them all somehow that was on my list. The huge cutting of the park hours. If they were not closing Magic Kingdom so early they would be able to utilize a nighttime entertainment show. But this was all wrapped up in the same thing. Oh, if we don't have a nighttime show, we don't need to keep the park open late anymore.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that, that's the, the cheapest way to think of it because it used to be if we have a nighttime show, people will stay, which is Correct. why we got um, uh, Harmo- uh, Harmonious, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the current one at Epcot no luminous luminous that's right they knew harmonious was bad the i think luminous is better i haven't seen it in person yet um the name is terrible it's obviously forgettable because i just forgot it (laughs) um but they knew like it wasn't working because people aren't staying in the parks they're not buying those dining packages like we need to fix this right um
1: but, I mean, think about it. They even oh. added all the lights to the Savannah to keep the Kilimanjaro Safaris attraction open later. They added the fake sunset on the Savannah and the lights on the trucks and everything else. Like, they were trying to make it a place where people would want to stay. And then they were like, oh, screw this. We're going to, for- you know, forget about it. We're going to close earlier and just save all this money. Whatever. Do they still have those light, the, the fake sunset LED boards no. installed that no, they took no. them down? I mean... I can't say that for a fact, but why would they? They don't even run it during DVC events. Huh.
0: Yeah. Um, My next one, and this is one I think that's going to come and bite them, and I think they know it's biting them, and they're trying to fix it a little bit, is um, removing theme from the resorts and making every room a white carbon copy courtyard Marriott without any sort of thematic elements or we're just going to jam, you know, Mickey silhouette here and call it a day. Um, this is what Disney is best at, or at least was. That attention to detail, the things that, you know, Nobody knew they needed it until they saw it. Um, and, and, you know, you go into Wilderness Lodge, which is a gorgeous resort, and it feels transportive. Like, you think you're in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and luckily, those, at least in the Copper Creek rooms, those rooms haven't been refurbished recently. But just, it would make me sad. You go in and you see this completely whitewashed walls and you know I don't mind the 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 flooring I hate carpet so I think that's better especially for people with allergies and those types of sensitivities it's easier to clean so that doesn't bother me but you can find flooring that looks thematic just it's effort
1: yeah this is definitely one I'm not surprised here and in fact I think it should be on your list because it's something that you bring up so often in our show I feel like this is something that Yes, they could definitely do better, and yes, I wish they would do better because I do believe that's part of what made staying on property that much more special, but in the same vein, on the whole grand list of stuff I'm going to complain about, that's not making my list of the top five because I think there's so many more things that they should be doing, but again, totally fine with you including it. I think you should include it because it's something that you're very you speak very strongly on and about but it it just didn't happen well, to make my top five well, and
0: you know what donna i mean you can expand that into a you know attention to detail um uh, umbrella like you put space mountain this iconic building you put a roller coaster and surrounded it by a building in the 70s and then in 2020 and 2010 let's be honest You have this square building that's half colored that is ugly as anything, right next to it. Yeah, like it's that attention to detail that would never fly. You should never see a show building, like you look at Splash Mountain and and what will be Tiana's Bayou Adventure. You don't see the show building. Haunted Mansion. You don't even know you're entering it. Haunted Mansion, Pirates for that matter. Like it's that attention to detail, and I think. The the this current trend. Um, I mean, my God, how do we even not mention Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh yeah, like that thing is such an eyesore. They couldn't have done anything with it. Just make some effort. That attention to detail and the loss of of sight lines. We were taught as Disney fans that this stuff matters, and it does. It's what separates, or at least separated, Disney from. Universal from Six Flags and all of the other theme parks and give credit to Universal they cared enough about Hogwarts Castle that you can't see the show building Yeah, and Gringotts Bank like
1: it matters it does and I think that that's what makes those two lands specifically shine above anything that Disney's done recently
0: with the exception of probably Pandora but yeah uh, I mean, from the land, you can't see the show building of Pandora.
1: There. All right. My number three, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. So I'm going to say it anyway. I am so freaking tired of everything having to be so politically correct. Taking away Splash Mountain because it might have offended some people, or maybe it didn't. Uh, Making changes in the Jungle Cruise. We can't talk about Trader Sam wanting, you know, (coughs) trading his heads or one of yours. Or, you know, now we have to have the storyline with, you know, a female explorer. Because it can't be, you know, men just can't be explorers. Women are explorers, too. Ladies and gentlemen being taken away. And now it's, oh, friends. And all this other shenanigan BS stuff that I'm just so tired of. And I don't want to talk more about it or I'm going to start coughing. But I'm so tired of the political correct. Nonsense.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I, I hear you. I, I think there are some things that were probably should have gone away that it's just a societal change. And maybe it'll swing back the other way at some point. I think the biggest thing that was stupid was um, the the auction scene and the brides. And now the, the, I think the redhead scene is is we garbage. wants the
1: redhead. We wants the redhead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's garbage. Uh, I mean, it, and now it's like we're gonna ten for a hen. That that's just stupid, and it's it's borderline insulting because it, it's it's an attraction about pirates, like they weren't the greatest of people, right? So I, I just I don't know. It's yeah. I, I mean some elements of that should have just been stayed but there are some things that you know are problematic but yeah i can understand that um my next one is super specific and i'm gonna elaborate in once i say it this was the closing of the great movie ride okay okay not only did they close the great movie ride, it was replaced by a garbage attraction that I can't stand. <laughs> that is in the center of probably my favorite theme park. Like, I, I would probably rather spend time at Hollywood Studios than Magic Kingdom, quite frankly. Um, it was and audio animatronics aplenty. plenty, you had action scenes in it involving real live actors, and it was essentially replaced by a, a big giant box and projections that don't even look good. Um, but that attraction, Mickey Minnie's runaway railway would have been fine. If they built like a separate area, a separate land like they have in Disneyland in Toontown, totally okay with that. Put it in magic kingdom, even though magic kingdom didn't necessarily need it. That fits. That's fine. Whatever. But it replaced the thesis of traction of that park which was we're putting you in the center of the story you're living yeah. in your adventure what better attraction put you into the movies than that one and you you ripped it out you ripped that that attraction that was filled with heart and care and you replaced it with a bunch of Panasonic projectors. I think it was the greatest or well, second greatest mistake that Disney had made like universe of energy. I get, but great movie ride. That's was a trash decision.
1: Well, and when you think about it on a bigger scale than that, and I'm with you with everything you said, but let's talk about the fact like Hollywood studios, Where's the studios piece? Back in the day when it was MGM Studios, even when it first became Hollywood Studios, there were many opportunities for you as a guest to be swept up in the action and to be an extra, whether it was an extra in the Backlot tour, that scene before um, you know the, the tour began. I forget what it was called. I was only an extra in it twice. Andrew, what was that called? The, the uh, Rescue Harbor Rescue Harbor. Yeah, it was Pearl Harbor. It was Harbor, Harbor something. So that scene... Um, there used to be opportunities to be extras at uh, Indiana Jones, Epic Sun Spectacular. They've taken that away. Yeah. Used to be able to be an extra in um, the show that initially, well, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was my first recollection when I was a kid inside the theater that now hosts Frozen Ever After. Or, excuse me, Excuse me, Frozen, on Celebration. You used to be able to volunteer, and I, w- I remember I was like Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Uh, superstar Television, I think. Yeah, and then you could do um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? There, you could do uh, audition to be uh, the next American Idol with the show. There, all that stuff is gone, and that immersive—you know, actors coming into your vehicle and taking over your vehicle and talking to you—that was authentic. Experiences that puts you in the middle of that action, and it doesn't exist anymore at Hollywood Studios. Yeah,
0: I, I mean it, it's like I said, the thesis attraction of that park that doesn't have an identity. And honestly, one I forgot an honorable mention that I wanted to put in. I, I kind of is uh, tangentially related to this is the over IP of everything like jamming intellectual property, just because it's there not necessarily whether or not it makes sense. Um, You know, we can sell a lot more Tiana plushes than we can Br'er bear and Br'er rabbit. Um, So I I think that also plays into it that they couldn't sell a ton of great movie, right? Merch, even though, like I said, thesis attraction, and, and one that should still be standing. Because it was replaced by junk.
1: Jamie, I have two left. Have you gotten to your Magical Express one yet?
0: That was my number one. Or is my number one.
1: Wow. Okay, so then you have still three and two left, and I have two and one? No. how do we do that?
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe I went twice and forgot.
1: <laughs> All right, so my number two then? Sure. Wow, Jamie, so that also means if you only have one left, we only have one match, which was Magical Express. Wow. Okay. All right, so number two. This is something that I feel as though making this change created a cultural change among cast members, which is not for the benefit of the guests. So, and again, I'm probably going to take some heat for this one, but I feel as though relaxing the appearance... um, Requirements and dress codes really had, and by that I mean, um, to be super, super clear, the visible tattoos, super messy facial hair, piercings everywhere, really bright colored nail polish, different, like, brightly colored hair, um, that never used to be allowed at Disney until you know a couple of years ago with with the pandemic and you know them really relaxing these standards. I feel as though that's taken away a little bit of the magic. And I know, again, I'm probably going to take some heat for this. People saying, oh, what's wrong with someone having a tattoo? Or what's wrong with someone having their hair you, you know, a certain way or whatever? But I really feel like that expectation to look a certain way, to be groomed in a certain way, you're not just an employee. You're a freaking cast member. When you apply to D- to Disney, you are applying to be a cast member on their stage. That is like saying, in my opinion, that an actor or actress in a show shouldn't have to maintain a certain appearance in order to play that role. Because darn it, to me, it's the same thing. So when we changed from the very clean look to kind of whatever goes I feel like that had a negative trickle down impact because I have seen, as an annual pass holder, as a local, it go from you know the guest first and like the cast members always wanting to interact with the guests to literally at Peter Pan's flight a couple of visits ago. I remember I sent it to Jamie. I don't think I sent it on our podcast, but I know I sent it to you. The two cast members that are in front of the line, one person's supposed to be keeping the line moving. The other person's supposed to be saying, okay, please you know, stand on these numbers. Okay, no, you may go on, you may go on. They were talking to each other in Spanish and like literally just pointing. Like did not speak to anyone. They were pointing, 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 pointing. The only time they spoke was to like yell at people to move. It was not at all the Disney experience. Cell phone use of cast members. I mean, things again that never used to be allowed that it's just, it's all been a trickle down and not for the better.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's all fair actually. And, and I, I, the, the whole, um, you know, we're going to let you show tattoos and, and things like that under the banner of inclusivity. It was a really good PR spin where um, it, it's really about finding just bodies to work, right? And, and bodies to hire. Um, quite frankly, because uh, I think that's uh, the bigger um problem that they face. Not that cast members cared about showing their tattoos necessarily, um, but it's yeah. And you know what? I, I don't. You know, I'm a teacher, and Danny, you used to be. And, and I mean, there's a certain expectation, you know, I can't just go in and roll into a classroom and have 85 tattoos on my face and say, well, I'm not feeling included. Like there's an expectation of, of how you present yourself that I, I agree with you that I think got whittled away a little bit with that policy.
1: Do you remember when we had Monica Lapore, freshman year, and we had to get in the pool with the athletes that we were working with, and she made people who had tattoos that could be seen outside of their bathing suit wear, like, a rash guard or something to cover any tattoos?
0: No, that I didn't remember. I didn't know that.
1: No, I'll never forget that, and I'll never forget, um, do you remember Jocelyn? One of I Steph's remember. roommates? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She got a tattoo on her foot our senior year, and Steph freaked out. Steph was like, Jocelyn, you know, like, you know, like, you might teach, you know, aquatics or da-da-da, you don't want to have that out, da-da-da, and she's like, Stephanie, I hate the pool. I will never take a position where I have to teach aquatics. I'm going to get a tattoo on my foot because I want a tattoo, and that's where I could put it that it would be appropriate. Right. But again, that was in 2008, and things have changed since 2008 when we were graduating college. Yeah. But yeah, I mean again, to me it's just that's your job. That is one of the requirements of the job. I don't know why well I do. I agree. It was to to get bodies to show up because if someone was told they had to trim their beard or cut their hair or not dye it bright purple, that could present an issue. But I just feel like it um it really took away from the overall Feel that made Disney special that set it apart from the universals and the six flags and you know everything else,
0: yeah. Um, so you still have your number one, correct? I do, yes, sir. Go ahead,
1: and I am beyond floored that none of what I'm about to say because I really lumped this together to include a lot of stuff came out of your mouth. So I think the number one mistake that Disney made over the last 10 years was using COVID as an excuse to make cuts and changes that they probably intended to make anyway and just brushing them under the rug. So for example, cutting tours, cutting shows, uh, Fast Pass suddenly disappearing and coming back behind a paywall of Genie Plus and individual lightning lane. Uh, cutting out the ability to do included extra magic hours at the hotels besides the 30 minutes in the morning. All of these negative changes that they masked under, you know, oh, because of COVID, we had to make that change. We had to make that cut. And now it's just not talked about anymore is maddening to me because there were so many other theme parks in this area. We live here, Jamie. We see it. SeaWorld has built like three coasters. Universal has built Two going on the third. It's just insane to me. Plus a whole other park. It's just insane to me. All that Disney has just kind of thrown their arms. And go, oh, we're still we're still making our money back after COVID. Go screw yourselves and do something to make people want to come in order to bring your numbers up instead of you know hiding behind the excuse of we had to make changes because of COVID. Park pass reservations. I could go on and on and on and on. Yeah,
0: I mean the 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 only thing about Fast Pass is pre COVID like we were weeks away from getting a paid system like that was coming. And I think actually COVID delayed it because they didn't, they couldn't bring back fast pass fast enough. No, that's not the phrase that I wanted to use, but that was coming. That would have happened and it actually delayed it. Um, but to your, your points are, are really well taken that they used it as cover to cut, citizens of how? Holl- i mean we we've invented crystal ball shows for how many weeks where we've talked about things coming back i mean 1900 park fair 4 4 years later um
1: boy the little mermaid
0: i'm sorry <laughs> i'm really going to make you mad but uh you know the crab legs at cape may
1: oh so sad
0: but i i mean yeah it's
1: Breakfast and lunch at Be Our Guest.
0: You know, the only thing I can say, I guess I didn't include that because, and you got to give me a little leeway here. From Disney's perspective, is that a mistake? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Because if you're looking at cutting costs, then they achieved their goal. So, from a guest perspective and a guest experience, it's not as good. But is it really a mistake on their part?
1: Eh, but how I don't can know. you argue that cutting tours is going to not... Like, that can't be a bottom line piece. Because those things were expensive. And it was one, maybe two cast members.
0: Yeah, but we also don't know the profitability of it. And we don't know how many... Like, they may... I mean VIP tours are back. So they may have kept their um highest margins. I was going to say margarines like it's butter. <laughs> <laughs> but they may have... <laughs> uh,
1: you're a heffalob.
0: They yeah, they may have kept their highest margin highest margins. No, margin I guess would make sense. Um tours and then let the others fall by the wayside and if people complain bring them back. Um I don't know. But yeah, I mean I mean I talk about the newsstand outside of Magic Kingdom. Like open the damn thing. Right. So no, I, I mean that's it's a fair point. Um my number one was discontinuing Mad Disney Magical Express. I think that has really allowed people, as you said, to pop the bubble. Now, was Lyft and Uber having an impact on the Disney bubble? Maybe. Maybe, Um, but you made it so much easier for people to do it. It was something that was included. You added value to an on-site stay. You can only get Disney's Magical Express with um, staying on a Disney Resort property. Only people that'll do that. Um, And and like I always say, the secret sauce with the, the luggage service as well. Um, which I understand that company, that third party that handled it, went out of business like that, I get, you know that's that right. but there's no reason Disney couldn't set up shop themselves, right? No reason that they couldn't. I mean, you have buses, you buy new ones all the time, like, I, I don't know. I, I think that was the and is the single greatest mistake. and I I mean, as time goes on, I get less and less hopeful, but I still have hope that something's going to give with that and they realize how much of a mistake that is.
1: I don't know, James.
0: So. But, anyways, I always enjoy our top five and five series, Don. I think that was a really good discussion, and I have to say, very, very surprised that we only matched on that one, which I think led to a really, really good and Quite frankly, lengthy conversation.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, this Heffalump is done for the evening. You are going to get Andrew for the out-of-order housekeeping segment next. Uh, But next week, we are going to jump into March Madness Table Service Restaurants, Jamie. We've confirmed that that's happening, right?
0: Yes. Have I done the brackets? No.
1: Jamie. Uh, In any case, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you real soon.